Hello and welcome to Amy Talks Politics, a bi-weekly podcast discussing the biggest political and current affairs issues of the moment, with interviews and opinions from experts in those fields and beyond. Since I don't have a guest, I'm going to sit here and do a brief overview of the current political climate and what's going on, since there is actually quite a lot. We'll start with France, who have just picked their final two uh, presidential candidates, who are Marine Le Pen and uh, Emmanuel Macron. Both have very opposing views of different on different issues. Marine Le Pen is a serious Eurosceptic, and as you can probably imagine, Emmanuel Macron is the other side of that, is uh, the complete opposite. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But, um, you know, exit polls have shown that Macron is just ahead of Le Pen, but you know, opinion polls haven't always been trusted, as with uh, Brexit and Trump. Uh, neither of those opportunities did the pollsters guess correctly, and that the the opposing side uh, won the vote. So we shall see how that turns out. Back over the channel, Theresa May has called a snap election as well for the 8th of June. So if you haven't registered to vote, please go and do and have your say in this very spontaneous and surprising announcement of last week. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn... Tim Farron and Theresa May are all against each other in the kind of election debates and things. However, Theresa May has said that she will not take part in any TV debates, which I think is a bad move because it shows that she doesn't doesn't want to sh- kind of show herself for her policies that her and David Cameron have created under being a Conservative government. And it also gives Jeremy Corbyn and Tim Farron an excuse to say, oh, well, she's hiding something, you know, like she doesn't want to stand for what she she said and what policies she's made and things like that. That's why I think it's really bad that she doesn't take part. Although ITV will ha- will be having debates anyway with probably Julian Etchingham overlooking them. And yeah, I'm excited to see what they say. I think personally, if Theresa May doesn't turn up, I think they should empty chair her. So that means they should just leave her chair empty and just not have her take part in the debate at all. North Korea and American tensions have been rising again towards uh, nuclear war, so they could um, kill us all, which is which is just great. And a lot of discussion recently has been about, especially with kind of North Korea and Trump and everything else, that nuclear war is kind of imminent and they both have nuclear weapons and they ha- there's a reigniting of the arms race of the Cold War where they're trying to build the best nuclear weapon first so they can nuke us and kill us all, which is, isn't, isn't a great great way to think about it, but true. I also saw an article on Sky News Australia kind of edition saying North Korea claims the build-up of US troops in, uh, in Darwin and Australia is proof America is getting ready for nuclear war. You see, the main newspaper is accusing the US of trying to optimise its nuclear readiness in the region, noting it's, large, it's the largest US military presence in, in Australia. The Australian Defence Minister Christopher Pine has said that he's also urging Pyongyang to end its missile, missile testing and stop preparing for war with the US, Japan and South Korea. But Kim Jong-un has been preparing for this day all his life. This is what the military parades are for, to show off that he has such a big army and everything like that. So of course he'd want to use it. Of course he'd want to show the world that he has nuclear weapons and that he can test them. It says here, the US stands ready to fight, so uh, we might be going to nuclear war. So yeah, that's that's going to be a lot of fun, isn't it? Bringing the news back over to this continent for a minute, I wanted to discuss something kind of for the bulk of this podcast. I wanted it to be a discussion between, well, myself, really. And I wanted to kind of have a little rant about something, if that's all right. 
it's about young people in politics kind of really being underrepresented and you know like their voices aren't really being heard like I saw a, a piece on ITV News yesterday which is what inspired me to do this and it's about how the young people you know they say like the leaders always dismiss them because they say that they have like teenagers and young people don't have an opinion about politics which is why I'm sat here right now actually because I wanted to show that young people do have an opinion about politics and they do know what's going on and they are in tune with with what the leaders are saying and you know making their own decisions about about who they want to vote for whether they can vote or not you know it's quite sad really that we get missed out as an age group because we're going to be the future MPs and politicians and prime ministers and so I personally want to commend uh, Abby. You probably don't remember. You probably will remember once I mention it. Uh, the Millie fandom of 2015, whereby uh, all these teenagers on social media were, you know, celebrating the the work of Ed Miliband. And they were creating, like, all these edits and, you know, flower crowns and stuff, which was all good, good fun. And, and it was really interesting to see that actually that social media can engage people in politics. It's just the politicians and the people in the establishment decide that they don't want to take part in that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, they were getting right stuck in with like little movies they made and things like that. It was really, really good. I really wanted to highlight that. It was amazing to see. And it was confusing the hell out of everyone else because they had never seen anything like that before you know so I think there should be more of that social media integration especially as kind of teenagers now like you know 18 19 year olds they're all on social media and uh, all the kind of 18 19 year olds now are like making their own memes and taking the piss out of all these politicians and stuff which is great to see but you know on, on a serious point like there needs to be more integration like that especially within politics we're all kind of social media natives so we know what's going to be popular and what's going to make an election campaign good, which is why I think the Miller fandom thing was genius. It was brilliant. It was so good to see. But that, but that was, I think that was Abby's point, actually, was to get young people engaged in politics. And that's exactly what I want to celebrate with that as well, is that they all, they all kind of banded together over one thing, which is what a fandom is, if, if you don't know. And then, yeah, they just all kind of celebrated the work of Ed Miliband, which is which is great. You know, I, I'm not saying I agree with the Labour Party, but, you know, it's a great way to publicise it in, in the modern age. Yeah, I just think that Theresa May and everyone like that should uh, retweet a meme or two about themselves, and then they will definitely get, <laughs> definitely get younger voters voting for them. People who have turned 18 this year didn't think that they'd get to vote in, in an election until in three years' time. But now, since this general election's come about, there's been so many young people registering to vote. So I definitely think they should be hitting that demographic more and, re- you know, changing their policies on university tuition fees and college, you know, A-levels and things like that because that's the things that are going to affect them. Not, not necessarily the older people who... Maybe retired or in work, or I'm I'm not saying that they're not important, but I'm saying that they should listen more to the younger people in politics, and definitely, kind of not just dismiss them as if they have no no opinion, because they do, as as Abby and you know all of the people in the Millie fandom had shown, and also even though Abby wasn't actually old enough to vote at the time, she probably is now, 
she's still got to flex her political muscles and be the light for, for the Labour Party. So, yeah, it's definitely a good good avenue to go down. Also, a good thing about that was that she has gotten further opportunities. Like, she's a newspaper columnist now, which is something that I guess she never thought she'd be able to do. And she's been on things like Channel 5 News and things like that. So, kind of expressing her sort of the reason why she did it and her views on different subjects is really nice actually I really it's really really good to see I definitely think that as they said on ITV News last night must have been that uh, young people just don't get a chance to say how they feel I mean it's like Brexit for example most old people vote to leave 25% of our country's young people that went out to vote voted to leave so I mean it doesn't, everyone says, all oh, young people, all oh, young people voted to remain. They didn't. It's 25% of them voted to leave. So I think we should be given more of a chance and more of a platform to express our political opinions, whether it be on social media or in public. As I keep saying, we're going to be the next MPs, we're going to be the next Prime Ministers, you know, members of the House of Commons or whatever. It's quite annoying and it really pisses me off when they don't include that they don't even consider it there's hashtags on like these news debates for a reason because then people can get involved and mostly the people that i see are young people saying oh you know i don't agree with this policy which is great it's great to see that and i think kind of the sort of westminster elite as it were like the conservative party particularly like theresa may and things really don't think about that at all because she's <laughs> she's no spring chicken herself so how could she ever relate to anyone younger but i think through things like the millie fandom and the use of twitter and facebook and giving young people a chance to get involved in, in politics and be members of different parties and interact with debates through these hashtags is really good a really good thing to see and really nice that they're kind of being included but i still want to see more inclusion also apart from that i've written a lot of articles that have to post about politics a lot of people didn't realize how young i was they were like oh you're 21 okay <laughs> it was really quite uh, fascinating really to see people be sort of so surprised that i was so young and i had so many opinions about so many different things i'd written articles about donald trump and europe as well i wrote an article about that and lgbt issues and things like that so yes it's definitely very hard-hitting for me I, I do have a very very big interest in politics but a lot of people don't which i can understand because you know you've better things to do with your life but <laughs> but it's it's quite an interesting topic for me especially being a young person and seeing how we're not being represented right now especially during this election but a lot of people who are sick of politics must hate the world right now because that's literally all it's about like the french elections trump north korea our elections german elections are coming up what else is happening just just loads and loads of different things all to do with politics so if you I'm one of those, I don't know, if you are, I don't know why you're listening to this, but if you're one of those people who is sick of politics, I do feel very, very sorry for you. But it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> Believe me, I think Brexit's going to be all over the news for the next 10 years. Yeah, so that's kind of a bit of a roundup of why I think young people are underrepresented in politics, and there should definitely be more young people in Parliament. All the MPs now are, like, in their 40s or 50s. Like, I'm being mean, but it's true. I think we need a few fresh faces to kind of change it up and, and take into, into consideration what young people want. Abolishing tuition fees, which is what Nick Clegg failed failed to deliver on. Better kind of education system, obviously, because they're, oh, they're changing around GCSEs and A-levels so much, especially the 
Conservative government, like they're scrapping this and scrapping that, and one minute they're getting rid of SATs, next minute they're not. It's quite a tough, tough education system to, uh, to go through. I did my SATs 10 years ago, and uh, it's changed a hell of a lot since even finishing uni. I'm, I'm two weeks away from finishing my degree, and everything from primary school age to uni is so different now to how it used to be and I definitely think that needs changing I think we need somebody to come in and say hey this is wrong this is wrong you know, this needs to change by somebody who's maybe a, u- a recent uni graduate or somebody who is from the board of education Nikki Morgan she has never been a teacher in her life nor has she ever worked in school so that's why I think the education people especially like the education ministers and stuff should either be retired head teachers or teach or teachers or have been in a school in some capacity rather than these people that know nothing about what's going on within schools and know nothing about the education system and how these changes are going to affect everyone. Yes, they are, especially as as I keep saying, especially young people. Anyway, that's my rant over. You see, the problem now is you can't find anywhere with fully reliable information about politics and things like that. I think like the news channels are great, but I think the BBC was a go-to resource about everything to do with the election. But now a lot of people have even said that it's being biased and things like that, and especially with things like Westminster, I hate to bring it up again, but they were really badly sort of criticised for it, so I think a lot of people are shying away from the BBC and watching ITV instead, which is great because they're hosting the debates, so we'll get to see kind of what the leaders say about them, about the policies they've made and the policies they're going to make after the election, which Theresa May says is all about Brexit, but really it'll be about other issues like the NHS and social care and obviously Brexit will come into it obviously but we don't know how much it's going to affect the result. Jeremy Corbyn has said that he's not going to hold a second referendum if he wins which might come to sh- come as a shame to a lot of people but Article 50 has been triggered and Brexit's happening so we need to find someone who can steer us in the right direction. Hopefully that's either one of the three leaders Tim Farron, Jeremy Corbyn or Theresa May who knows we'll see on the 9th of June. I mean the opinion polls say Theresa May is going to win but as we've seen in the last year or so opinion polls haven't always been correct I think it's quite an anomaly for the pollsters who conduct these polls the people who conduct these polls they don't ask enough people nor do they ask enough of the right people so like they say like oh we ask a range of people but they don't really they just ask the same people from the same places with the same in the same sort of constituencies yeah I definitely think young people should definitely be heard more in, uh, in politics and they should stand up and have a voice and if if you're someone like me a young person who wants to be interviewed about their political opinions for the podcast please do let me know my email address is on my twitter at amytalksp if you want to go and follow me over there shoot me an email let me know that you want to be interviewed or have a segment played on the podcast or something that'd be really cool be nice to get more young people involved in things like this because not only does it give them experience with like especially if they're doing things in like media and things like that i want to give people a platform to be able to express their political opinions without judgment and without bias or anything like that so i definitely think that if you want to be involved give me a shout if you don't and that's fine too you can just sit and listen that's cool so that's about all we have time for on the very first episode of amy talks politics who would have guessed that this was actually a thing thank you very much for joining me and uh, if you would like to subscribe you can on mixcloud and it will be on itunes very soon if you want to go and follow me on all my social media you can i'm at amy talks p on twitter and amy talks politics on instagram and facebook so get involved tweet me or message me any quests you have or any news you have that you want to share with me or if you want to be involved or interview 
interviewed, as I said earlier. I'm more than happy to accommodate that. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening, and uh, I hope you tune in to the ne- in, uh, next episode in two weeks' time. Okay, bye!